baby makes such an impact on Sam, the shepherd. As much as the shepherds were overcome by the sight of the angels that night in the darkness above Bethlehem, it wasn't the angels that made such an impression, a lasting impression on the shepherds. It was meeting the baby. What is it about that baby? If you've ever seen a newborn baby, there's nothing quite like it, is there? Every baby is beautiful and wonderful. But no other baby ever born before or since has had an impact on individuals or in fact the world than the birth of this baby Jesus. Our dating system is set by his birth. We're celebrating Christmas this year, every year, because of the birth of this baby. The very fact that we meet Christchurch Baptist Church as a church is because of the birth of Jesus, his life, his death, and his resurrection. For generations, people have discovered that the birth of Jesus is good news of great joy. So turn with me, if you will, uh, to to the Gospel of Luke, and we're going to read together the story of the shepherds as Luke tells it in uh, chapter 2. Listen to what the angels say about this baby. Luke chapter 2 and verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Christ, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. The reason that the angels were given the task of sharing the arrival of a baby laid in a manger in Bethlehem is because God has come to bring joy to the world. He has come as Saviour, Messiah and Lord. Now, these shepherds were more than likely to have been Jews. Their sheep that that were grazing out on the hills so near to Bethlehem were probably being reared to be sacrifices in the temple. So the shepherds, as Jews, would have shared the hope of all Israel that one day God was going to come as their deliverer, deliverer, as their saviour, as their Messiah. So when they heard the word saviour, Messiah, Lord, from the angel that night, they would have been words that the the shepherds were familiar with. So despite the shock and, and the fear that they obviously experienced, they responded, as we heard, in faithful obedience to the words that they were given by the angel that night. 
they heard about joy that was on offer and they wanted to find out about it. But our question this morning is, what is the joy that is on offer? Well, it's the good news of a saviour. Occasionally, you'll hear somebody speak about someone as their saviour. It's a strong word, isn't it? And when people use it, they use it because somebody has saved them quite dramatically, perhaps from a house fire or, or from um, being hurt in some way, and they'll refer to this, this person is my saviour. A saviour is someone who comes and rescues us when, when we can't do it ourselves. And the Jews, they lived with this sense of a uh, saviour is going to come. It wasn't a new concept for them. However, I think for us in the 21st century, needing a saviour is, is not something that, it's not a concept that we really connect with, is it? We don't necessarily think about the fact that we might need rescuing. Now, having said that, at the end of 2020, which has been such a difficult year, perhaps there is a sense in which we do understand the need a bit, that we need rescuing. We need rescuing from this dreadful virus. And, and we're looking, aren't we, to the vaccine to save us. But, but why do we need a saviour? Why is the angel announcing the birth of a saviour? Well, the truth is that we all have a problem and we can't solve it ourselves. We don't like to admit it most of the time, and maybe even we're not really aware or un perhaps unwilling to see that we have a problem. But the Bible gives this problem a name. The Bible calls it sin. Now, sin is a word that we might well think is a bit outdated. It's not something that we really want to talk about just before Christmas, but God thinks differently. God regards sin as a major problem. He sees it as a major problem because sin stops us from knowing him. Sin stops us from having eternal life with him. God also says that sin has consequences. We read in Romans 6 that the wages of sin is death. The good news is that the gift of God is eternal life. Sin is a word the Bible uses for our complete disregard and abandoning of the God who created us, who made us. It's a turning our backs on God, saying, it's okay, God, we can do just fine on our own. It's that trying to live a good life, trying to be the best we can be, but without the help of our creator. It's putting ourselves as Lord, if you like, in our lives instead of allowing God to have that place. Think about it. If um, someone was drowning in the middle of a freezing cold North Sea and a lifeboat came to rescue them, and they, uh, we would think that it was mad. We would think they were mad. We would think they were foolish if they said, no, 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 I'm okay. I can do it myself. They'd probably die as a consequence. But that's what we try and do when we try and live without God. Now, you're possibly thinking, Kay, this is a bit of a bleak sermon on the Sunday before Christmas. I thought this series was supposed to be about joy. <laughs> well... The thing is, until we understand the bad news, until we understand that we need a saviour, we won't understand the good news that's being offered to us. Have a think about the recent news about the vaccine. There's been such a huge amount of excitement, hasn't there, over the recent release of the vaccine for COVID. However, rewind 12 months. If someone had told us a year ago that they discovered a vaccine for COVID, I don't think it would even have made the news. We certainly wouldn't be talking about it because we had no idea that we needed a vaccine for COVID. 
And I wonder, as we read the story this morning, perhaps that's one reason why the good news was shared first with the shepherds and not with the wise, not with the rich. Because somehow the shepherds were aware that they needed a saviour. I wonder this morning, are we too busy, too blind, or maybe too comfortable to see that we need a saviour? But who does the Bible say this saviour is? Well, the angel tells the shepherds that he is the Christ. Christ is Greek word for anointed one. It means Messiah. God the Father sent and anointed Jesus, his son, this baby in a manger to be the saviour of the world. He also called Christ the Lord. Now, the word here for Lord is the same as the other words that Luke has already used in chapter 2 that refer to God. This is amazing that the Saviour being born as a tiny baby is God himself. This Saviour is God himself in human flesh, God with skin on. For the shepherds on the hillside, the word Lord would have unlocked for them the key to who this saviour was, they knew that that word Lord was referring to God himself. God himself has come to rescue and to save. He hasn't sent someone else. He didn't send a politician or a diplomat. He stepped in because he knew that no one else could do it. And yet God comes, as we've just read, as a tiny, helpless baby, born in Bethlehem to a humble woman and a faithful husband, And he allows a few rough and ready shepherds to be the first to hear about the birth of his son and to share the good news. I think God, when he came into this world, he wanted there to be no doubt at all that he had come just like us, just like you, just like me. And yet he was still God. Remaining what he was, God became what he was not. If you read uh, chapter 1, Luke has already told the story of Jesus' conception. Mary, a virgin, found she was pregnant even though she was a virgin. Somehow, in a mystery we will never, ever understand, God takes on flesh and is born of a woman. God, still God, writes himself into the story of our humanity so that we could know him, so that he could show his love to us who for some reason, choose constantly to turn our backs on him. And Jesus took the punishment of that sin, of that rejection of God. He takes that on himself when he dies on the cross. Only Jesus, because he was perfectly God and perfectly human, able to die in our place so that we could have life. Because of his sacrifice, we can be forgiven for our our rebellion against God. Our relationship with God can be restored. So the good news of great joy that the shepherds experienced that evening is for us too. But you know, just like the shepherds, we need to meet Jesus personally. They went and found him in the manger and looked into his face. We need to meet Jesus personally and acknowledge who he is, the Son of God and what he has done for us. Joy known by the shepherds was a joy that things would never, ever be the same again. The disciple Peter, he speaks about this joy. Peter, 
chose to follow Jesus. Uh, when he met Jesus, just like the shepherds, it turned his life around. He understood who Jesus was. Do you remember he, he says to Jesus at one point, Jesus, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. What a declaration. And then Peter, in one of his letters, he writes to fellow believers of what he calls inexpressible and glorious joy. He says it's available because of knowing Jesus. This is what he says in 1 Peter. In all this you greatly rejoice, though for a little while now you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Why? Because you're receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Knowing Jesus brings a joy of greater worth than gold, a deeper joy than anything this world could even try to offer. A joy that's inexpressible and glorious because we're saved from a life without God to a life of purpose now and of hope for the future. This year, we've, we've faced the reality of our mortality like never before, haven't we? Daily, we're reminded of the many deaths that are a result of this horrible virus. This year, we've become aware of a reality that we would rather leave covered up. The reality that nothing in life is certain. It's always been the case, but somehow it feels so much more real now, doesn't it? Somehow we feel so much less in control of our lives. And as we face a, a Christmas season so different from anything we've ever faced in our, in our lifetime before, there's a tangible desire amongst so many to know hope and to know joy. That very first Christmas, the shepherds discovered the good news of great joy. They discovered that it lay not in their circumstances as shepherds, not in their comfort, not in any kind of certainty, but in a saviour. A saviour who lay wrapped up in cloths, lying in a manger, just as the angels had said. So an invitation this morning, why not take the journey that the shepherds took that first Christmas? Hear the invitation to discover the saviour, the deliverer, the one who so longs to be in relationship with you. He came and gave up the glory and the majesty of heaven and all that he knew and was born as a baby in a manger. Just like the shepherds who didn't stay on the hillside and discuss the news and chat about it, but immediately made their way to Bethlehem. Don't just hear about Jesus this Christmas, but start a journey to find him, to meet him. And like the shepherds, you'll, you'll never be the same again. When the news of the vaccine broke, it, it was and probably is um, one of the most talked about things at the moment, isn't it? It's the most thing on people's lips, apart from the changes we heard yesterday. And I know that there's at least one person at CBC who has had their first dose of the vaccine. We love good news, don't we? And so did the shepherds. They couldn't keep that good news to themselves. Aren't we glad because of them sharing the story we've heard about it? In verse 17, it says, They spread the word 
and all who heard it were amazed. So this Christmas, as we ponder again this beautiful Christmas story, as we wonder again at the baby lying in the manger, let's hear again those amazing words, I bring you good news of great joy. Let's choose to, to worship God for the joy that can't be taken away, even in death. Let's choose to share the good news of a saviour with those who perhaps don't even realise at the moment that they need one. In a moment, we're going to sing a wonderful hymn, Joy to the World. This is a hymn. It wasn't written as, as a carol, although we love to sing it at Christmas time. It's a hymn about looking forward to, to Jesus coming again when he comes to rescue us forever. Yesterday, uh, while I was talking with one of our church family, they said to me, we're not afraid of death, Kay, are we? We have nothing to be frightened of. Wow, wow. Surely this is good news, a great joy, to not fear death, to know that Jesus has defeated death, that because of our relationship with God, because it's been restored, we can live with him not only now but forever, that death has no hold on us. Yesterday, sadly, we were reminded again about the seriousness and the threat of, of this virus. For many, as, as Chris has said, plans have had to change and Christmas Day will not be all that we hoped for. And it looks very much like more times of uncertainty and troubles lie ahead. But you know, just as those words rang out for the shepherds on that first Christmas, the words of the angels ring out again loudly for us today. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy for all people. And that means you. Thank you. 